Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. Uh, I'm known as Steve in the Midwest, and I am Harvey Gladden. Wow, I like the I like the individuality this week, guys. Welcome back, everyone, to another week. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about a much smaller movie than Avengers Endgame, which is at like two billion worldwide right now, which is insane. Is that a lot? Uh, I think it's a lot. Um, Trump question. Change. Question. Do you think? With the money they made, one did they make their money back, and two are we going to get a sequel to Avengers Endgame? I think they're they're going to donate it all to charity. That's what I heard yeah. as well. <laughs> all right, so this week we're going to be talking about Long Shot. It's um, directed by Jonathan Levine, uh, starring Charlize <laughs> Theron and Seth Rogen. All right, um, before we get into it, uh, oh wait, our topic this week as well. Uh, we're going to be discussing, uh, are we going with comedies that actually hold up and, and don't cater to the time that they're they're in? Is that is that kind of what we're doing? Yeah, timeless comedies. Timeless comedies. Jokes that hold up, you know. And j- movies that contain jokes that hold up, I should say. Um, ones you could watch like 20 years from now and be like, uh, yo. That shit's funny. That shit still makes me laugh. Like, you know, I would say like. Aside from, like, a good example in stand-up comedy is, like, aside from all the homophobia, like, Eddie Murphy, you know? Yeah. That doesn't hold up. That doesn't. But the comedy itself does. Yeah. All right. Uh, Other than that, um, check out our YouTube. We finally launched another video. It's our uh, favorite film streaming right now. I believe we're Amazon and Hulu this time around. Um, So our YouTube channel is Do the Right Film. Uh, it's all over our social media as well. You can post or you can see the post there and, and uh, get on it. And check out what we recommend to you. Uh, what is streaming? Because a lot of people ask me, hey, man, what do you recommend? On the streets? I wouldn't say the streets per se. Because oh. um, I don't, well, I, I like to avoid people. Today, that's actually happened to me today. I think a girl is asking me for directions. But I was kind of in that, like, oh, you're probably homeless. And I was just like, <laughs> Zoom right by her, and then like that's an, that's often a, a segue. Yeah. By the way, can I get a ten dollars? I remember one time I was on the train. No, no, this I think literally this was just some like person who just they had like a suitcase and they were literally just lost. I don't know what it is, but for some reason when people see that you're reading a book on the train, they have this they they need to talk to you about the book, and that happened one time. I, don't, I think you were there. We were taking the train. It was a long time ago. I'm reading a book, and this lady's just like she goes like this. She like. Jesus, <laughs> is that a good book? And I'm like, uh, Bitch, I, I like look, it. Why don't you Google it and, and read it's, the reviews instead of bothering a stranger? I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And then she's just like, I heard a lot of good things. Okay, <laughs> I'm like the fuck. And then the thing is, like, she just kind of kept talking a little bit about, like, it wasn't like it was a whole bunch. Of, it was a whole bunch of nothing. It wasn't going anywhere. And I was just like, you, we went through three stops now. You killed my reading time. This is the only chance I get to read. It was a terrible. I I'm so socially awkward. I would have got off at a stop and tried to like run four cars down. <laughs> like I just can't deal with shit like that. It's like an anxiety yeah, just like killing to me. You. Today, I don't really have those experiences. I think I think people find I don't know why, but it's just like maybe just 
if you look at people, like you I think for a little bit, you look, look open. I think that's what it is. Oh, do you look closed off? Is oh, that what yeah, it is? I look angry all the time, so people don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really happen to me that much <laughs> either. I'm black and I look angry, so people just kind of. <laughs> I'm Dominican. What is that? what is that? I don't even know what I look like open. I'm just like smiling the whole time, looking you, at people you look in the safe, eye. You know, you're not you're not quite black. You know, you're. I'm like the certain level of dangerous that people can tolerate. I guess. Yeah, like, you're like the. And your face usually isn't angry. Yeah, that's. I mean, my default face. I think is probably. I want to just picture Same myself mine, just man. having a dumbass fucking smile the whole time. Hey guys, <laughs> like, talk to me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess that leads to how was your week, <laughs> Steve? You know what? I think I killed enough time just talking about bullshit. That uh, my week was very busy. A lot of shits going down. A lot of a lot of fun stuff. Tom, you bought a blade blade. Let's talk about that for five minutes. The Beyblade? Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Oh well, I, that's, I got that's drunk the... and bought a Beyblade. There's really no, no more to it. I got. I actually got close to buying a Beyblade one time. Really? It was yeah. like a few months ago. I was drunk <laughs> and I was on. See, dude, why is it? Well, when you're drunk and you're like, it's like you start playing that song from fucking Beyblade. And you're like, man, I really want to get one now. It's fucking. I bought a lot of weird shit when I was drunk, but yeah, usually I would. I go on like eBay sometimes and I look at stuff. Yeah, and, that's how yeah. I bought my Switch, actually. Yeah. That's a funny story. Well, I got Switch really drunk. Well, Switch is a drunk. reasonable thing to buy. I mean, everyone has a Switch. Yeah, I got really drunk and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and I bought it. Well, well Harvey, since... Uh, Two days later, I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> I just I, Since I've enabled you a little bit by making it more socially acceptable to get drunk and buy Beyblades, why don't you buy one? And then we'll go have these on a stadium and we'll, we'll duel it out. Can I buy the stadium and then you guys just get the Beyblades? I'm ready to go. I got my Beyblade. I need my own. I need to modify. Can I borrow your? I got to get antimatium steel. I mean, rings yeah, I, got, I, I know what your Beyblade is made up of now. So I would get something that would just destroy yours, like a hard plastic with like the metal tips, like the. <laughs> Dude, is that the strategy cool. of Beyblade tournaments? It's just like, like it's just like, oh, let me switch up the top real quick and just put like fucking gonna, metal spikes. I'm gonna make mine be set on fire and then just spins and lights you, you know the Beyblade thing that happened on the show doesn't like happen in real life fucking lord of light Beyblade. <laughs> what are we doing right it's like now? just yelling he's just like lord of light <laughs> just put yourself in the shoes here though for a second like you're, you're on itunes and you're like hmm, i like film i'm gonna look for a film related <laughs> podcast and you're like, all right, they're not talking about you know films what? yet let me skip ahead to the six the <laughs> six minute Beyblade. Mark. And they're still talking about Beyblades at six minutes in. I got drunk one time and I bought a Star Trek technical manual on eBay. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a eight hundred page technical manual that details like how to, everything. The, the strip. Wait, how to how to program the what do you call that thing? Well, it has like the technical like schematics of Enterprise. like the ships, yeah, all the ships, like the weapons, uh, the technology, like everything. The uniforms, like down to like the measurements. And so, did you think why has you nobody ever... built one of the ships yet? <clears throat> I mean, they have all this. <laughs> it it, it has mess. a lot of fictional technology in it too, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's our week, guys. Yeah. Want to talk about Any, movies? Anything else happened during? <laughs> how's how's your uh, your job thing going, Harvey? It's uh, it's okay. I had some uh, some interviews this week. I've got some interviews next week. Um, I don't know. It's a job searching is usually pretty stressful, I suppose. But I mean, it's you going sound like okay. you're just kind of you're like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll find it. Find it yeah, when I find I it. I mean, yeah, I've gotten to that point in my life where I realize things usually work out. If they don't work out, I mean, fuck it. 
I won't. The wor- worst things, worst, I'll just uh, be homeless. Well, I, I, I couldn't be homeless. Yeah, I guess you could just I was like, I'd ask to, your mom. To yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have back. to like kill a lot of people in my life to be homeless. Yeah, like my parents really have to disown me to not or take something. me back in. Would be the first time. Yeah, I really have to do a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't want to bring that up on the podcast, but I remember you being locked out of your house once, Steve. <laughs> I was homeless for a while. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> Now they do. Yo, you come pick me up. Yeah, yeah, I don't got, yeah, I don't got, I don't got places. But even to stay so, you had options. You still weren't actually homeless. Yeah, exactly. Like I had, I had a nice couch to sleep on. I had a nice yeah. car to sleep in. So I mean, all in all, I think I was winning compared yeah. to most people. I like yeah. to look at the bright things, all right, brighter cool. side of uh, life. Yeah. I all also right. uh, cut my hair too. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't uh, want to bring it up, but uh, I thought if I brought it up, you got ups- you'll get upset at me. Why? I don't know. I feel like you would have been like, I don't want people to know that. No, he says he cut yeah, his hair. I don't know um, if anybody's wondering. He cut. He literally cut. Yeah, his like hair. all of it. Like yeah, all of it is gone. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I was sweating one time. Like, <laughs> and, and you're like, fuck this. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it was a lot to maintain, so I just uh, got some scissors and then I. I like, shaved my know? head two yeah, weeks I ago. I guess that makes sense. If you're just doing a clean buzz all the way yeah. around. I, I cut my hair a couple of weeks ago because I was like, summertime's coming. But then I see Harvey doing it. I'm realizing maybe I should do the reverse. Maybe I should grow out my hair now. And Harvey just always gets short hair cuts. Do it. So, yeah. I mean, I think it would be an interesting dynamic to the podcast. And we could talk about it. All right, cool. Uh, my week was, was lame. And uh, here I am. So, uh, cool. Yeah, so let's, let's, uh, let's talk about movies. So, the person who had to endure the, the Beyblade uh conversations without actually knowing who we are. I apologize, but you can you can uh worry no longer because films are coming at you right now. So we have uh we have some debts to be to be paid uh on this this show. Harvey, I feel like you owe a movie from two weeks ago. I owe a movie from last week. Um, oh, thank God. I thought I lost, and I've been freaking out this whole time. <laughs> My heart's been racing. I'm like, did you lose? Did you now, the now, the question is, if you watched it, who goes first? Um, I don't know. It's up to you. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I guess you can go first, since yours is predating mine. That sounds fine. <laughs> uh, you gave me Lion. Lion, di- yeah. yeah. It's directed by Garth Davis. Uh, I didn't know that. Stars uh, Dev Patel, uh, Rooney Mara, uh, Nicole Kidman, which I'm not sure if I knew that before, but that was kind of surprising. Uh, David Wenham, a few others. Um, Steve, make sure you listen to this review. I love this movie. A five-year-old Indian boy gets lost on the streets of Calcutta, thousands of kilometers from home. He survives many challenges before being adopted by a couple in Australia. 25 years later, he sets out to find his lost family. Um, yeah, so this movie is about a young man named Saru. He is, he lives in a very poor district in India. I'm not exactly sure the name of it. Um, but he and his brother, they're, they're like a big part of their family's support system. I should say they are a very poor family and the boys have to, do a lot to help support their family. They help their their mother carry rocks. I believe she carries rocks as a laborer. I'm sure there's some sort of minerals inside them. And um, 
they have various hustles that they do. Like, um, they, at one point you see them robbing a, uh, train of, of coal. Um, and it's a, it's a very difficult life, but this is, it's romanticized in a in a way that, that shows that they have a very, uh, close bond and a very like tight familial, uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, his Saru's older brother, I believe his name is, uh, what was it? It's like, Gadu. Gadu. Yeah, Gadu. Gadu. Yeah, Gadu. Gadu is, uh, he's a little bit older, so a, a bit more of the responsibility falls on him. So he decides that he's going to go and be a laborer, uh, a few kilometers away from home. He's going to work for like a week. I think he's going to like, tr- like move some bales, bales of hay or something like that. Um, but, Saru really wants to go along. He believes that he is strong enough and he believes that he's old enough to help. Um, but so at the behest of uh, Saru, uh, Gudu decides to let him come along. But when they get there, Saru is very fucking tired. And he's he's a little boy and Gudu immediately realizes that he's made a mistake. He shouldn't have brought his little brother. He's way too tiny. He's He, he wants to sleep. He doesn't really want to want to wake up or, or 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 start work so he decides that he would leave him on a bench for a little bit at a at a platform at a train platform and uh from that moment on uh saru is lost in india he boards a train looking for his brother and it ends up taking him kilometer like 1600 kilometers away from his home <laughs> Fucking crazy. yeah he's he's stuck on this train for like two to three days so he goes like on the complete other side side of the country um He's only five years old, so he doesn't have a lot of information about his family. He's also poor and uneducated. Um, he doesn't really know the district in which he lives. He just knows that he just knows the name of the little village that he's from, which no one has heard of all the way in Calcutta. There's so many villages across India, and he's also probably pronouncing it wrong. Um, he he escapes many different uh, different dangers, possibly. Uh, like uh, sex traffickers and and things of that sort, and eventually he gets adopted by a a white family from Australia. Um, this was a uh, I've heard from a lot of people that it is a very emotionally moving movie, but I didn't expect it to affect me in the way that it did. Yeah. It, it's it is a, difficult to watch at at some points because you just feel so fucking bad for this for this kid. He's lost in in this world that he really knows nothing about he's only five years old and it's it's incredibly difficult for him to take care of himself and 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 he's he's missing the comfort of his mom and his family and you sort of compound compound that 25 years later this uh this small psyche inside of this grown man he, he he's like broken he he's been lost his entire life for the most part he's found a family in australia and he's been adopted and accepted into this family and in this community but he's still lost like he has no closure regarding his family back in india he has no idea what happened to them he has no idea where they are and he decides that he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go find them but he has to figure out where he's from he has to figure out exactly where to go and figure out the actual names of these places because no one else has really heard of them. Um, uh, the performance by 
But the children, specifically uh, Little Saru, his name is uh, Sonny Power, is probably one of my favorite aspects of this movie, and I think probably one of the stronger performances. For the first two acts, he's still a child for the most part. We don't get into adult Saru until maybe more than halfway through the movie. So it's sort of carried by this kid. I don't know if he's a, he was actually five years old in, in the movie, but it's very impressive. And it it definitely pulls at your heart. Uh, he he has such like charisma and charm for a little kid and you're able he's able to emote and it it's fucking heartbreaking um it's a it's a solid movie i'm not sure what else to say about it i think that um all the performances overall were, were pretty great it's pretty difficult to um find any flaws in dev patel's performance um he 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 really felt like a you, you you could see that young that young kid in him that young lost kid in him and it, it's it's heartbreaking you want to i don't know you just want to help him help him to be okay and help him to find his family and it, he he seems so helpless and powerless in that situation and it, it it's truly sad um now you, you said it was emotional for you what, yeah, so I, those, I, yeah i cried is that what yeah, you're asking i wanted to know if your emotions were liquefied yes <laughs> yeah. uh yeah yeah, th- there's this one part specifically. Um, uh, Saru asked his brother, uh, Guru, to buy him these little treats. I think they're called jelly bees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he promises him that he'll buy them. But uh, obviously they get, get separated eventually. And uh, he jokes with him that he'll buy him a whole, like a whole uh, store full of them or something like that, or, or a whole stand of jelly bees. And... Um, Later on in Saru's life, when he's like 25 years old, he comes across uh, some uh, other Indians in, in in Australia, and they're making like uh, traditional Indian dishes. And he comes across the jelly bees, and he's just fucking staring at them, and it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And he has like no connection with his Indian culture and his heritage. He he's trying to have conversations mm-hmm. with the uh, with the other Indians about where he's from and. Right, and he forgot and, the language. Yeah, too, yeah. He, he no longer can speak. Uh, I believe he was speaking Hindi. Um, yeah, I should mention. Yeah, when he was a kid too, and he went to Calcutta, they were speaking a completely different language. Right, so yeah, they couldn't yeah. even understand what he was saying. He's speaking Hindi. They were speaking Bengali, and that just that. Com- that just compounded the the sense of like uh, of being lost. I suppose he was in a completely different place and didn't know the language, and he had to try to survive as a five year old kid. And, um, yeah, this is based on a true story, by the way. I don't think I mentioned that. And it's, it's just heartbreaking. Um, it's also heartwarming to a degree that a kid can persevere through all that and still grow up to be a functioning adult. Yeah. On the flip side of that, though, it shows you the damage that's, that's sort of like, uh, um, societal, um, uh, issue can have. Like in his brother, his brother has like some serious emotional issues or his adopted brother. And, oh, uh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. His, the, they adopted another Indian child. Right? Yeah. Um, but not not his actual brother. Yeah. It's his, his adopted brother. Right. And, he, has and like, uh, he has like a very serious emotional uh I totally forgot and, about that, uh, that part. Yeah. And it shows you like how fortunate Saru was because he could have been in that same boat. Like there's no telling what his what his adopted brother experienced. You imagine it's like probably a similar path and, and, um, and it's the same for like 
I don't know, like the eighty to a hundred thousand homeless yeah. children. In, I mean, in, it's in, like in Calcutta. It's it's definitely like a more hardcore look at what you see in like Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, which is ironically the yeah. same Dev Patel. Um, but you know, they have that scene in that movie with like the foster home or whatever. But but this is just like pure uh yeah I, I think this feels definitely more uh realistic and uh there's not necessarily a silver lining even though i would say this is a happy story at it, at its core and it's a story about uh some a child that or a person that managed to persevere through all of this um i think there's also like a sense of irony in it too um what do you, what do you mean like if you consider like the uh the the reasons why this sort of uh huge societal flaw can exist in India and sort of the roots behind that and colonialism and then you know, maybe I'm digging too far but uh he was he, he was he was also rescued by a um by a white family from a former English uh colony I suppose so it's right. kind of ironic. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um Yeah, I watched all the like interviews of the real guy after watching it. Yeah, I, I yeah, you sort you can see you see like uh, actual footage of him at the end of the movie and I was kind of interested to to know more about his story cuz it is it is incredibly depicted in this movie. But um, just that that first scene when they get separated, man. Good do. Yeah. Good do. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> dude, it, it's very fucking. Sad. I, I always fucking like every now and then I'll do that to Tappy. I'll just say it out loud for no reason. She'll be like, "Stop!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's very, very sad, and um, it, it's it's difficult to imagine. Like as a five year old, I don't know what I was fucking doing. I would have been dead immediately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very good movie. Um, I would give it a four and a half out of five. It's it's quite good. I um, I don't know. Steve, why don't you watch this one? <sighs> yeah, it sounds really sad, man. It's not, it's not up my alley. Why? Why are you like? Don't look, man. You know what's more sad is watching rom coms, all right? Because you know they're. I'm gonna say this. I want to see this director's latest film, Garth Davis. Uh, he's doing Mary Madeline. Uh, and Joaquin Phoenix is playing Jesus, so really? yeah, like I, I need to watch this. I thought that came out already. I think it already came out, but I've been seeing trailers for it like more recently. All right. That movie got shit on. Did yeah. it really? Yeah. Look, man, <laughs> Rooney Mara's. Hey, uh, I don't want to sound racist here. Oh, you know, <laughs> love the famous last that. words from white people. Uh, <laughs> but do, doesn't the little kid? Have you ever seen baby pictures of Sean? Yeah. He looks like just like him. I mean, it's not even because they're Indian. I'm not. Yeah, they have like a similar. It's the like, same mouth and too. like, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> dude. Look at pictures. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you cried. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I he's want- yeah, he's one of my favorite. Uh, he's one of my favorite performances in that movie. It's it kind of reminds me of uh, Capernaum too. But Capernaum is probably even more so hardcore and, and all right, depressing. Yeah. But it's a very similar structure of these. Uh, very young boys caught in yeah. difficult situations. But, but similarly, those I feel like both these young boys have like a sense of like confidence about them. Yeah, I think that probably. Whereas, just, like that, I feel like that's probably why they persevered. Yeah. I guess that probably comes hand in hand with growing up in such a in such difficult yeah, it could circumstances. Be. I guess, I guess we're we're comparing it to our 
soft marshmallow five year old selves where we wouldn't be able to handle shit like that. Probably not. <clears throat> cool. You got anything else? You watch anything else? No, just... That's it. For right, can cool. I can I comment on this movie, Mary Magdalene? Dude, she's getting shit on. Yeah. Dude, why I don't why? Because it's not it. because it's not Lion, all right? Go watch Lion. Right, I'm gonna watch this movie. Lion? No, I'm watching um <laughs> Why would you <laughs> skip right to the shit movie and wa- and not watch this great movie? We'll All see. Right. Yeah, I love Lion. Uh, I've been trying to give that to somebody for a while now. You've been trying to give it to everyone, and everyone's like... Well, Sean had already seen it, so I never gave it to him, but... Um, but I think you tried with me. Yeah, you dodged. You know, you'll get a Star is Born next. Don't worry. Not this week, bud. <sighs> All right, so I watched a movie that Harvey assigned me as well last week. Um, That's a great title. I said, is, is this a, a bit? What no, no, I, I, I like, I like the long title. I'm a big fan. Wait, oh, the movie he gave me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, the thing I just said was the title, and you were making a joke. No, no, I'm, what the fuck? I'm know. being genuine <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> well, it wasn't a good joke, so I was confused. <laughs> yes, it's a very long title for this movie. Um, it is called. You may know it from the the great year of cinema of 2007 can we actually do real quick before you start can we just start giving each other movies from 2007 we might be down for that i I missed a lot of shit honestly i'd be totally all right some great stuff yeah let's let's jump back in i'm just curious no we should definitely do that i I like that uh so the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford i think a lot of people just say assassination of jesse james no you have to finish it um not many people put in the, the coward robert ford part Okay, so this is directed by, uh, written and directed by Andrew Dominic. I believe it's adapted. Um, it's starring uh, Brad Pitt. It's starring Casey Affleck, uh, Sam Shepard. We also have uh, Sam Rockwell, uh, Jeremy Renner, quite a lot of people. And also, who's really good in this is, uh, what's his name, is uh, Paul Sh- uh, Schneider. There's a lot of fucking actors in this, man. Yeah, Paul Schneider's very good in this. Um, I was surprised by that. Who shot Roger Deakins? Shot this? Like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, Roger Deakins. Yeah, dude, this is a power. This is a power team. Yeah, I would say it's probably Roger Deakins' most like accessible. I mean, not that cinematography is except like his best shot film is not hard for people to watch. Like it looks incredible, but this is his most toned down cinematography. Do you I think, think it, during his interviews he always talks about he kind of like lets the director kind of like sometimes he takes control because the director kind of doesn't know what they want in terms of oh he definitely takes control yeah. but he takes control based on the director yeah based on the director the director obviously didn't want this to be too crazy yeah so. i think that's what it, that's what right. it was maybe. i completely forgot paul schneider was in this too yeah i see he's I've very good that, in it. i've seen that do like four or five times on the on the l train really yeah it's, it's kind of funny nice uh so the synopsis goes uh robert ford who idolized Jesse James since childhood, tries hard to join the reforming gang of of the Missouri outlaw, but gradually becomes resentful of the bandit leader, who is Jesse James. Okay, so uh, first let's let's talk about one thing, the (laughs) runtime. This is a sweepingly long movie. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Uh, But it's two hours and 40 minutes. Not Avengers type pace but it is pure slow burn like i don't know it's like the definition of slow burn i think um <laughs> i just pictured two characters just like sitting in a room you just hear the wind blowing there's only five lines <sighs> like one character breathes <laughs> no uh 
So, right off the bat, we we get kind of this narration where we're introduced to uh, Jesse James, and they talk about him and his qualities and how he blinks too much and, and stuff like that. Um, he they're kind of like stationed in the towards the beginning of the movie, uh, in the woods. Uh, they're they're obviously bandits. So what they're gonna do is uh, put a bunch of fucking logs in the middle of a railroad. And then they're going to uh, stop a train, like a coach train, not like a freight. Um, and, and then they they climb aboard and wreak havoc. They rob people. They It's know. probably a smart way of doing it. Well, yeah, back less, then. Less work. I mean, how, how else would you do it? I don't know. In films. I think they kind of did this in Breaking Bad, didn't they? I f- uh, well, I've never seen Breaking Bad. Oh, you're missing out. Uh, I've seen the first season. I take that back. Uh no, I just feel like in movies and stuff, they always make it very dramatic. Like, they're blowing shit up. Like, they get dynamite and blow up the tracks. Oh. Like, I always feel like it's kind of, like, over the top. But, you know, I like that approach. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is how they really used to do it. I don't know. So, we then meet um, Casey Affleck's character, Robert Ford. He is this overly ambitious uh, young cat where he's just, like, he goes up to uh, Sam Shepard's character, which is like Jesse James's brother and business partner, essentially. And he's like, "I'm great, you know. I could be the best. Just take me in. Let me, let me run with you guys, you know, stuff like that." And um, he he comes off as very arrogant and, and douchey, and uh, that's portrayed through Sam Shepard's character. He's like, "Look." I don't trust you, boy. I don't trust you. I don't like the way you talk. I don't like the way you throw yourself at people, yada, yada, yada. I don't like the gym. Uh, so he got gets put down. Um, and he does get involved with the gang. Um, but it, it's very clear that he has been like the runt of the litter his whole life. Uh, and the movie's very much about him rather than Jesse James, too. Whereas the sense that like people put him down all the time, and then that causes him to want to try even harder to, I feel like offset how much people put him down, and when he tries hard, he comes off like a little fucking untrustworthy asshole. There's even a joke where he's with his brother, Casey Affleck character uh, Robert Ford. His brother's Sam Rockwell, Charlie Ford. He's a very easy going. He's kind of dumb, hillbilly type guy. Uh, he's like, your brother is real pleasant to be around. Never a worry in the world when I'm with him, but you just don't feel right. You know, it's like he really doesn't trust, uh, Casey Affleck. Well, Robert Ford. I heard a lot of women don't trust Casey Affleck anymore either. Hey, <laughs> uh, come on. Poor Casey. Poor Casey. What? Um, yeah. So this movie is incredibly slow. Uh, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I, I would say it's mood basis, like whatever you're in the mood for. I would say being assigned this movie doesn't get you off to like a good start. Where like, Whereas like I'm in the mood for a really slow kind of period piece kind of thing. Uh, and you put this on, it'll probably satisfy that craving very well. Um, there's some very witty scenes with, with Brad Pitt. Uh, he's very charismatic. Um, when I actually had first heard about this movie, a lot of people have seen it besides me. I always kind of thought it was like more noir from the perspective of Robert Ford. 
and uh, Jesse James was some uh, enigma that you don't really get close to a lot, um, but you idolize him. But they actually do have a lot of scenes with him in it and with him explaining things, and, and I like that about it. I like that we got a lot of Brad Pitt uh, because he was very, very good. Um, Jeremy Renner's character is also very good. All the supporting cast guys, they, they all look very, very good. Like they, uh, they, they have all these like witty conversations and, and dialogue back and forth that really carry the movie. And yeah, this movie is mostly dialogue driven. It's, it's, uh, essentially three hours of like slow storytelling there's some like gun shooting and like I don't know. Like I said, they they rob a train in the very beginning, but it's mostly not about that. And I think there's a lot of like character study and and uh, is it a spoiler to say uh, Jesse James gets assassinated? <laughs> what? Uh, well, yeah, the movie kind of goes into a new act. I wouldn't say it's an act because it's very show, short. Show, now, now you're spoiling things. No, it's not even an act. It's just like the last 30 minutes of the film that pertain to the assassination. And I think that was very well done. Probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. I really like the uh, the themes there of, of uh, just self-importance and guilt and, and uh, I don't know, being famous for doing bad things and stuff like that. I really like that part of the movie. Um it is a very slow movie and not very easy for some people to get through. I I liked it. Um, I didn't love it. I would say it's like my top ten of two thousand seven. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to do a two thousand seven. We should have made. We need to do a topic. Do we have to uh? Do we have to do like a game or something where we just? I feel like we just do a topic one time. Best top five movies of fucking. But we have to watch a good chunk of them. Or well, I mean, just based on the ones you've seen, it'd be personalized because you've probably seen a lot. I've seen a lot. You know, like I'm trying to man. I'm trying to think. Oh man! If you look, go on Letterbox and find a 2007 list. I'm five now. Yeah, I guarantee you'll find a bunch of movies you've seen from 2007. <sighs> yeah, uh, I don't really have much else to say about this movie. It is kind of a a, a nice achievement. Uh, Roger Deakins has great cinematography in it. Um, it is just a little bit too slow for, for some people, I think. Um, but if you like that kind of thing, I would definitely check it out and add it to the 2007 compendium, you know? Fucking <laughs> get them all in there. Walk Hard came out in 2007. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I would probably give it a, a four. I really like it. Um, but it is slow. And I think the pace... It makes it not a five-star movie for me. But it could be a five-star movie for some people. It's a five-star for me. Um, right. I didn't notice that Harvey, Harvey is more attractive to uh, slower films, at, I think, out of all of us, maybe. Perhaps. I'm, so I, I'm sure. just thinking about, like, the the uh, Taiwanese cinema, like the Hong Kong cinema. Like, what's that movie you assigned me? It was slow as hell, but I really liked it. Uh, what was it called? I have no idea. The 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 girl and her her uh husband's away and the guy. Oh fucking uh, yeah. Um, it was totally spacing. In the mood for love. Yes, that one. That one. Yeah, very slow movie. 
Yeah. 2007, Steve, right? We should do that topic next week. Yeah, the it was, it's a crazy year. Um, I think so many of those movies could have been like a best picture in any other year, too. It's many crazy. Of, yeah. Many of them were nominated, but like there's so many to nominate. Children of Men wasn't nominated for like anything. Probably there's too many to nominate. Like it was like, all right, well, the Academy just sat there, was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and that was back before they even like made the rules where you could have more nominated, right? Probably. I think now it's like ten or some shit. But all right, cool. Uh, Steve, I didn't watch anything else. Did you watch anything? Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's a disappointing week. I watched how ha- I watched part of a movie last night with Harvey. Uh, part of a movie well i don't want to give full credit because i was like building camera and then also watching this movie so like you know when you're paying attention to something it's in the background like you're watching it but not really giving it your full focus all about the benjamins never seen this harvey recommended it uh some funny parts in the film but i honestly don't remember much of the story what were they bonnie hunters Ice Cube plays a bounty hunter and uh And the only thing one character trait I did remember is that he's angry and he keeps spending all his money on six hundred dollar fishes. They yeah. keep dying. I mean I think yeah. that was like a character like they keep bringing it up yeah. and I guess it was the hint that he's bad with money. I think uh I think he wanted to live beyond his means and he was uh very ambitious, but he didn't have money. Okay. I like that I like and that that's point. Why of view. It's about all about the Benjamins, it's about getting money. Um and he partners up with his bounty, uh, Mike Epps. Uh, He's fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah, Mike Epps is all. Yeah, I think he great. had. I think he had the only. I think the writers gave him all the good lines because I don't, I don't remember laughing that well, much. Yeah, for, Ice Cube is always the straight man for the most part. He's always the angry straight man. But no, he was killing it, man. That whole skit he did in the bathroom with the guy with the fucking five head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but I no, I, I kind of half watched the movie, so I'm not gonna count it as a actual real watch. Uh, I'm I have I rented it, so I have like a month to watch it. Right, that's the way it works. If you already played it, no, you get forty eight hours. What man? Yeah. iTunes is like they oh, let you I have it for a month. Oh, you did it on Amazon? I did it on Amazon. iTunes actually lets you keep rewatching it for like however long you 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 know, have the rental for. Yeah, which sucks. Wow, that's, that's a, a lot of time for people to rip them and put them on torrent sites. Yeah, well. Apple, I guess, is all about the free market. Just let everyone have what they need to have. That's the opposite. opposite. (laughs) (laughs) There's no market when it's free. (laughs) The fuck? Uh, (laughs) uh, I watched a lot of anime, so I'm not going to talk about that. Jesus. Anime, huh? Yeah, I've been in a a, a mood, so I'm kind of watching some shows that I missed out on. I've been watching Farscape, actually. (laughs) I was just where you were. Uh, Do you have the DVDs? No, it's on a uh, Prime. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm about to have to it's either Prime it. or Hulu. I forget how I've been watching it. I think it's Prime. Right, yeah, I'm it's gonna... definitely Prime, actually. Yeah, because I've been meaning to rewatch that as well. It's a great show, Tommy. You should watch it. Yeah. Oh, other than that, yeah, it's on Prime. Fuck, I might have to get a Prime subscription. Damn, this sucks. How do you not buy things on Amazon? How do you avoid it? It's be- I don't know. I just don't like giving money to Jeff Bezos. Like, where else do you get it? I go to the I go to the market. I walk ten miles and go and pay ten more dollars. Ten it's not. Months? It's not. No, it's but not. like I'm talking shit that you just can't go buy in a store. Wait, no, everything I I find almost everything I need. I doubt that. I think you're just in not, and around New York. I think you're just not getting the things you need. What the fuck do I need? What do I need? I don't know. When it comes to camera stuff, though, like 
I mean, B and H. Dude, they don't like little things, like little hardware pieces to build rigs and stuff. I, go, I don't know, man. I feel like I can find I find everything I need. That's good. Yeah, must be nice I'm to a, not I, need anything. <laughs> uh, like for instance, like a, <laughs> I bought a. I'm going through my Amazon, right? I bought a Nintendo Switch carrying case. I know you could buy that elsewhere, but I bet you. If you walk into Best Buy right you don't now, have the variety. That shit would be fifty bucks. Yeah. Uh, hard drive trays to to like stack SSDs and a computer, like batteries for my camera, which I, they don't actually have that one at B and H. Tom, I don't know what you want from me, man. I just don't. I just hate the fact that I have to give that Amazon money. I just don't like doing it. It I feels went, wrong. I went in their bookstore the other day for the first time. How did it feel? Did it feel wrong? It, it felt like a, um, it felt like a, a another bookstore. It felt like Barnes and Noble, except they had a lot more electronics and weird shit in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Really I just, big iPads or not iPads, but uh, tablets and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just, you know, maybe I'll cave one day and get the subscription. But just everything, just so much easier. Going places in New York is just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I just have to take a train like five stops to go get a fucking extension cord. Like, I don't know. I'll go to a dollar store and find an extension cord. That shit will blow up in your face. <laughs> Probably. I'm talking high quality. All right. So uh, let's move on. We're going to be talking about a film. Uh, it's called Long Shot. Let's take a listen to a clip. This pretty woman. Dude, you're Julia Roberts and Richard Gere is about to come pick you up. Do I look okay? Do I or- look funny? Why are these pockets here? Why am I wearing these stupid They're pants? They're too tapered. You can't think like this. You have to be positive. Mr. Florsky? Wish me luck, man. Yeah, you don't need luck, man. You said it was okay. Luck is for losers. You got destiny on your side. Good. Fred, you body body. Doesn't mean anything. Fred, put your seatbelt on. Take care of my friend. All right? I look normal. You look cool. I love you, Fred! What a clip. What a clip. Uh, long shot. When Fred Flarsky <laughs> reunites with his first crush, one of the most influential women in the world, Charlotte Field, he charms her. As she prepares to make a run for presidency, Charlotte hires Fred as her speechwriter and sparks fly. Not a very good um, Synopsis that was written by anonymous on IMDb. We someone should change that because that's not a very good uh, synopsis. I think uh, this is starring uh, or it's directed by Jonathan Levine. It's uh, written by Dan Sterling and Liz Hanna, and it's starring Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen, June Diane Raphael, O'Shea Jackson Jr. We got and Ravi Patel uh, and Bob Odenkirk. I'd say are the main characters. Um, what did you guys think about Long Shot? Steve, you're a rom com guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm known around. I'm known around uh, the north. Uh, you like to the, torture yourself? I don't know if it's torture. Uh, <laughs> I'll never find love. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this movie gave me hope. Just like, really? Because yeah. it's one of the most unrealistic movies I've ever seen. <laughs> no, this. Well, you know what, man. <laughs> I, I saw Seth Rogen, and I was sitting there, I'm like, yeah, man, you shoot your shot. And First of did, all, and he and he got it, you know, and you know what? This gives me hope for you know us regular schlubs to maybe get a nice, powerful woman in power to uh, look at Harvey. I know you're shaking your head right now, and you think this is not possible. Harvey's but I like holes in it. Right? <laughs> just the very idea of Seth Rogen inside of Charlie's Theron. Just, just, 
It's like an impossible math equation. I, I don't see like, it. It's just like, it's just light. It's I don't just know, like man. Famous numbers people. Are flying. I, don't, I don't think math applies to famous people. I mean, let's But if it was a real sex this is like a, In this scenario. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, I would start with this. Uh, yeah, go I don't, first, I don't, What I don't, you think? This film, I feel like we haven't gotten a rom-com like this in a while. And then when's the last one we really got other than like Crazy Rich Asians? Like in big theater release. Because if you think thing. about it, they actually have pivoted over to more like Netflix and streaming services because they're safer. You can you know, you know can make a lot of them and you can pump them out. Right, and people it, aren't going to go to this theater anymore. To go to see, see a rom-com. A rom-com yeah. so, so it was a nice treat to actually go to the theater and watch like what, like an hour and 30 minutes like film and it's, you know, it's just... Short, simple story. Shit wasn't it's two hours and five yeah, minutes. Was it really? Yeah. It was actually pretty long. Really? I didn't notice that yeah, at all. I, mean, I, I was think chill. it went by quick. But, I did. Uh, I was like, I, I I, guess maybe that's a testament. I actually kind of enjoyed myself with this one. Uh, How dare you? Uh, yeah, like like I said, we don't get movies like this anymore. Uh, it, it's, it's, but the, it's hard to describe because like it's a fucking rom-com. Like I don't, I think it tries to do new things, but I think it falls into that same trap. A lot of Seth Rogen stuff yeah. does because it, it makes jokes and it dates itself very quickly. Like, and like our topic later, we're talking about timeless comedies and like timeless, like certain films that, you know, they can just work at any era. This one is already going to show its age, but by the time 2019 is over, yeah. you know, the subject matter, I think, works i think what you know these two odd couples like one who a man who in his own right is successful but he just you know he's not at the position where charlie theron's character is where she is basically the most important woman in the world yeah and i like that idea and i like that it just doesn't pander to you know you know to to feminism it's like it's talking about kind of like real like maybe her real struggle it doesn't seem like it's pandering to the audience it it, it seems grounded in that in that way even though the story itself is kind of far-fetched it is kind of like reverse pretty woman though yeah it's but, exactly it's like ugly pretty man, woman's though. not ugly even, <laughs> pretty woman's not even the the only one to do it i mean there's just been yeah, so there, many there, movies there's where a there's a rich guy and he's like I'm not so bad. Let me woo you. you know? That's why I was but that's the thing. to talk about unconventional romantic comedies. I don't feel like there is an unconventional one at this point. This shit has been done a Yeah, times. this thing has been done a hundred times. But I just do like... Uh, that's the thing. I do like this concept. I think it works. I would say the big sick is unconventional. Yeah, I would agree. Because it, it yeah. doesn't really deal with their relationship as much. Yeah. yeah. That one is a bit different. Yeah, but... Uh, Overall, I, I had I had a good time with this, but I'm gonna be honest. I probably won't remember it after 2019's over. And like I said, there's certain comedic element, comedic moments that do just. And I think it's honestly when like Seth Rogen is like busting his ass, or when he's falling down, or when something bad happens to him. That's when I'm laughing because it's he's just doing the Chris Farley thing. Yeah, basically when it's like when he's busting his ass, like the opening scene. I fucking died the whole window moment. Like I don't know why, but that shit killed me. But, you know, the the more, like, you know, very centric, like, you know, 20, like, millennial jokes, like, some of those just didn't fucking work, you know? Like, if they're, com- like, commenting on something on, you know, social media, they're commenting on something like this, it just, instantly, I'm just like, ugh. It's, I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't hit as well for me. Maybe, yeah. it's, I'm, maybe I'm just picky when it comes to comedy. Uh, but I do like the story. I think it's really cute and charming, and... uh but you know, it, I don't I think, think any it, of us were expecting much when we saw. This yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like you watch it, you, you know, you kind of know where you're getting with Seth Rogen. Um, yeah. I, I, sorry if I don't sound like too excited. 
<laughs> sound miserable. Yeah. Uh, Just but kidding. yeah, it's it was it was a good time. I would say that. I think that uh, I think there's a lot of uh, parallels between. There's obviously a lot of parallels with between this film and uh, things that are happening in our actual reality in society specifically and in politics. Um, I think they did a decent job of, uh, of, uh, representing those, uh, issues specifically, obviously gender issues being a, a major thing. Um, um, and, uh, Charlie's character, uh, secretary of state, Charlotte, Charlotte field. She's a very powerful woman. And, um, obviously probably the most powerful woman in the world being that she's a secretary of state for the arguably the most powerful country. Um, right. her, you can see the challenges in her position and the things that she's up against, not only, uh, doing a very difficult job of being a woman, uh, doing a difficult job. I think that it did a great job. Like Steve said, without, uh, sort of pandering and, and see, seeming to, uh, desperate to fucking please. Uh, I think it handled it fairly subtly and it was, it was, funny at times and and somewhat smart um i think that the political aspect of it was also kind of interesting you have uh this very dumbass president played by bob Odenkirk. i think he's i think he's also one of my favorite things about the movie he <laughs> he he's like a former actor which kind of parallels like our yeah but it is hard to pinpoint like was he i mean he seemed like he was probably a democrat yeah he probably could have been a democrat but- uh, maybe. Maybe it makes more sense yeah, for him like to a be a Democrat. Democrat version of Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Um, more articulate though. That's for sure. I think he yeah. had yeah. his. I oh, mean, I just remember that line in the movie uh, when he's talking about TV. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, he's really he's good in this. Yeah. Um, you also have that weird character that looks like Steve Bannon. Um, I think that was Andy Serkis. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. He looks like Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah, the whole time yeah. I'm sitting it's like, know, just, He looks like a fucking crippled Steve Bannon. Yeah, it took me a while to realize it was Andy Serkis. <laughs> I was like, this is actually... Wow, Andy Serkis just doesn't know how to be Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah, so that was... Um, Andy Serkis is the hardest working man in Hollywood. I don't yeah, give a fuck what no. anyone says. I'm going to put out 20 movies this year. Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and you don't know it's and Andy Serkis. And you don't know it's That's him. acting. Yeah, that's that is acting. <laughs> I, I I liked how I was able to do those parallels and do them fairly well and make them seem seem like realistic characters instead of like just straight caricatures. They they felt uh they felt right in the story and they felt funny and um and and uh yeah like they weren't pandering or trying to necessarily pick a uh, pick a side or or seem too political things like that. I think that the comedy was fairly hit or miss for the most part, but I did get some decent laughs. Um, there is like a lot of the physical stuff, which was, it gets kind of old after a while, but I do think that there were some like clever lines. And, um, I think that Charlize Theron has some pretty decent time. And, and she actually made me laugh quite a bit. Um, yeah, this was like the worst thing that I've seen the worst that I've seen from, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. though uh, little, I would, little I, Ice Cube. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. I feel like he. I didn't think it was that bad. He was just yelling the entire time, and I don't yeah. think his lines were. I don't know if it was the delivery or if his lines were just not very good. But um, I saw him in this movie, and I thought, like, oh man, he because I do, I did like him in uh, Angry Goes West. I do like him in a lot of stuff he's in, and I was just like, all right, cool. I mean, he's playing this. Yeah, he's an exaggerated character for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, he's almost like the. 
the friend and get out almost. Yeah. Ravi Patel, though. I, I like that dude a lot. And it's interesting seeing him in this because I've only ever seen him in Master of None. Um, but he has like a, a few lines, but uh, he's just so fucking awkward in, in, in his <laughs> delivery in it. it. It, I don't know. It was it was nice to see him uh, be in a movie and be funny. Um, I don't know what else to say about the Word. the romantic comedy aspect or the romantic <laughs> uh, romantic side of things. I think that that's uh, his that's his letterbox yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> He's <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> like I don't know if he's an actual doctor, but yeah, this, is, this is great, man. It's like, yeah. it's just like, do we have a photo? Yeah, yeah fuck it, just put anything. <laughs> In terms of like, uh, I don't know, like the classic romantic comedy tropes, I think um, this doesn't stray far enough away from from them to feel like anything unconventional or feel like anything new for me. Um, I think it does pretty much what I expected it to do. And um, that was a bit disappointing for the most part. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, so now that I've got kind of a gauge on how you guys feel about it, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of surprised a little bit. I actually thought at least one of you was going to really not like the movie. I don't know why. I just had a hunch. Yeah, something's going on with me with this movie. Um, I'm not sure if this is a phase or something. But I really like this movie. <laughs> like, to the point where I was like, why do I like this movie so much? I don't know. It was one of those things where everything lined up. You know, I was with Tappy. We were having a good time. The audience was having a good time. And I think, like, the joke hit or miss rate was actually pretty good compared to most of the shit I've seen. Like, obviously, Avengers tries to do jokes every 10 minutes, and I don't laugh at any of them. You know, it's like... I actually laughed quite a bit in this movie. Not the beginning the so much. The first act was the weakest part for right. me. Right. The first that, of the act, yeah. act was the weakest. I I would say the first 10 minutes I didn't laugh at all. And I was actually like, this movie's going to suck. But then this movie does something the trailers don't really show. The trailers don't really make it look as slapstick and not real. Yeah. Unrealistic as it actually is. This actually does turn into like a fucking exaggerated Seth Rogen comedy to the point where I thought Seth Rogen wrote this, um, but he didn't. Uh, but I would say that the writing is very, very good. This, it is very rom-com tropey and it does the same shit. A lot of them do, but I love this. Uh, I love the way they flip it on its head. Uh, because think about this, right? I think Charlize Theron is a champion of female empowerment. I fucking love her. And, but just judging by the roles that she takes, like, she doesn't need to be fucking Wonder Woman to be, like, she is so good at what she does, and she does so many different cool things that this movie, I think, successfully flipped that pretty woman thing on its on its head, right? And I think to do it in such a smart way is actually pretty uh, applauding. Um, you You have, like, this character that she's like a very powerful woman and the fucking, you know, broy loser dork is played by Seth Rogen. And I think, um, you, you have all these movies like oceans eight or whatever, trying to force this, uh, female empowerment with this. I mean, it just doesn't work for me. Right. Maybe cause I'm not a female, but <laughs> I think if I were a female, 
I would want it to be more like this. If you're going to remake something that's already been done before, but reverse the rules, don't make a fucking exact copy of something. Make something new and spin it your own way, right? And I think this movie does that very successfully. Um, I think the jokes land quite a bit for me. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was very sweet. You know, there, there's like this particular moment where Seth Rogen's on the beach and he looks over at the security guard and his pants are just rolled up. Yeah. And I just laughed a lot. In that. <clears throat> and then this, this great fucking music starts playing. That's what made yeah. the whole scene for me. Yeah. <laughs> the beach and Frank Ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, this is fucking, I don't know. This is cinema right here. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I don't know, man. I got kind of a thing for this movie. It's weird. I mean, this director's done like I mean, he's been hit or miss if you look at his thing. But right, like fifty fifty. But I'm more so. I don't really care about the director. I think yeah. where this movie shines is the writing. I think they wrote it in a very intelligent way. Yeah, I think it's it's snappy. It's it's it well written. You, that's why. That's what I was saying. When you guys told me it's two hours, I was surprised because I'm like, yeah. it didn't feel like. Yeah, it it's at very all. entertaining. I don't really roll my eyes a lot. It's very slapsticky and not meant to be taken too serious because this honestly is just so unfucking realistic yeah and you have to take just like it which part all of it it's the entire <laughs> thing it's never happened and and it, like just the the dumbed down version of the like, secretary of state you know it's just like you know it's more serious than that <laughs> yeah and the way she behaves too right. and it like, just wouldn't fly it, there's, there's a lot of then again man I don't know anything's possible now dude anything's possible maybe dude we have a president with fucking cognitive mental decline <laughs> dude <laughs> said his dad was born in Germany his dad wasn't born in Germany it's the weirdest thing to lie about like, it's the dude it's fucking insane but anyways yeah, I I like this movie. It's uh, it's not a serious comedy. It's not like ro- romance first, comedy second. It's definitely like comedy first. Um, and I think it works for me. It's very um, very sweet and heartwarming. I thought. Yeah, I like the I like the end. I like the circumstances of you know, the video. I like I like that. Like eh, oh well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? I like the themes and I like the way they handle things and there's some jokes that don't land. I would say if it's with O'Shea Jackson's character, like you said, I still liked him a lot. Like my love for the GOP and the GOD, like I laughed at that. Yeah. But when he was like Wakanda forever, I was like, no, that should have been. That's <laughs> what, that, dude. I was that very stuck confused out, why that, that was stuck there. out like a sword. That's what I'm file. saying. There's like moments where you're just like, dude, this just movie just got dated like out of nowhere. That. Alone was, I think, I, I'm okay with the rest of it, but that one line should have been removed. But I was hey, looking around, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, you can't do that. But yeah, um, yeah, surprisingly very much like this movie. One of the you know, funniest movies I've seen in a theater in the last few months, besides Beach Bum. Yeah. It's, that's different. That's different kind of funny. That's just gold. That's like I went mining and struck gold my first pick. Were you going mining? You kind of knew where the you you kind of knew where the goal was at. I mean, I don't know. I was skeptical. It had bad reviews. Beach bum, that is. I don't know what this says. Is this highly rated? I think it's highly rated as well. I can see it, man. I can see it. I, no, at this, first, I was like, uh, no, I think it's the first time in a long time that we've gotten a romantic comedy that's just like 
I don't know. Like, I enjoyed myself. There wasn't a time where I'm like... 83 certified fresh. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, there's certain moments in romantic comedies where I'm just like, Ugh. like, it's just kind of like a truck, like, really just a grog. Just to yeah, get I like through. it. I like that she's, like, fun. much older than him. Like, a, oh, maybe a little bit older. She looks better than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot she, looks, she looks too good for her age. How old is she? She looks... Doesn't 66. matter. Six. That's not true. I would kill myself. <laughs> She's got to be like at least forty-one or something. Or she might be. Yeah, it don't matter. One, uh, yeah, one character I didn't expect was uh, three. Alexander Skarsgård as the Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> oh, that had, was like, weird. The, yeah, he had like the weird Canadian accent. And that laugh, laugh. That there. laugh was good. <laughs> so, I laughed a lot at that. Dude, part. I, I, yeah, I didn't. I just that's not a role that I would have uh, expected to see him in, and it was really weird and funny. Dude, that shit was um, hilarious. That fucking laugh. He almost looks like was uh, so awkward. I always like envision him as, or think of him as a fucking vampire first. Though it's kind of looks like a fucking vampire. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was super pale in this too. It looked like he was a human. Or he was a vampire disguising himself as a human the whole time. Yeah. He was like, I want people to know. He was very weird. No, uh, no, I had a good time with this movie. I would say, uh, uh you guys want to score it? You guys want to rate it? I want to hear your guys' scores first. All right, I'm, I'm like, this is sitting at a nice three out of five, man. I think it's overall well done. Had a great time. Like I said, I might rewatch. This might be a rewatch later on in life, but I don't. You know, it's, I probably I don't know, rewatch I don't, this on Netflix in like six months. Yeah, it's a good time. Like if you're if you're tempted or if you're uh, curious about, it, I say go for it. I think we haven't had a good romantic comedy in a while because most of them just get thrown on Netflix, and half of them are trash. Actually, all of them are trash, or at least majority. That's of them. why this one made it to the theaters. It was yeah, this one. The, when a romantic comedy makes it to theaters, you know it's good. Yeah, not always, <laughs> but I don't know. There's like that sh- shit. With that uh, that Australian girl they're trying to push out that nobody saw. Who? It's like some Who? play on uh, the, the really heavy set blonde Australian girl in that rom com. Oh, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know her name. I know who you're talking. They about. They push the trailer. Oh, you're talking like about uh, what's her name? She's got like a she's got a weird, really weird name. It's like Riot or like yeah or something like that. Probably. Um. But the alternative to this is that, and I'm sure this is better than that. Are you talking about the... Rebel Wilson. Yeah, Rebel. Yeah, yeah. Riot. I mean, it's, Riot. Close, it's close to Rebel, oh, wait, right? That's so fucking punk rock to name your kid Riot. <laughs> I mean, Rebel's pretty fucking yeah, out Rebel. there, too. Yeah, wh- white people names weird shit. Are you talking about the scam, like the scamming movie, where she plays like a scam artist? No, isn't it romantic where she plays... Oh, she like plays she's stuck, yeah. in, a she's stuck in a rom-com. Yeah, I know you're But like, about. yeah, I think this is going to be better than that. All right, so Steve scores a, th- a three uh, out of five. Harvey, I want to hear yours before I reveal mine. Um... I am looking forward to that other Rebel Wilson movie though with uh, Anne Hathaway. That looks pretty funny. Um, looks okay. Yeah. I'm somewhere between a three and a three and a half. Um, I think that it's charming and funny at times. I don't think it's consistent enough for me to to love this, but I do like it. Um, it's somewhere between a three and a three and a half. Okay, so I'm gonna rate this based on traditional rom coms. So he's gonna give it a four. I'm giving it a four, baby. I'm just going with my heart. I'm going with my heart. That's good. I just a light four. This movie has a lot of problems, but if you if you judge it based on the fact that like it's just rehashing a rom com in a new kind of way to to have fun, and I don't think it's trying to do any more than that. I think it works for me a lot, and 
I'm going four, man. I really. That's why I love film, man. You could go into a movie and just be like, "All right, let's roll the tape. Let's get it over with." Fucking garbage ass movie. And then you walk out of there like this. And you're like, "Man, I had a lot of fun." You know. Maybe you should do that for every movie with just very low expectations. Well, I, I, I mean, well, so for instance, it's hard to have low expectations for certain things, right? Like certain movies just just sound too hype, you know. So, um, yeah, I think most of the time I go in with low expectations, which is bad, but also good when this happens. Yeah. All right. Cool. I guess uh, we got to pick next week's movie. I mean, I don't know if it should be what I think it is, but I'm excited to know how weird and fucking bizarre this experience is going to be. I believe Pokemon is coming out. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, we're watching that. Is, are we watching that? Yeah. Why the fuck not? I mean, we're millennials, right? We we're big Pokeheads. We love we love Pokemon. We love uh, Pokemon. real quick. Who's everyone's starter Pokemon? Charizard is easily the best. Well, the movie Charizard you're talking about starter. is coming out next week. Too. Not Char- Charmander, Harvey. Hmm? The movie you just talked uh, about with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I, I might. Yeah, I'll probably see that too. I don't, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> Going All right, so you moment. guys want to you want to go to Pokemon Detective Pikachu? Sure. This is gonna be weird, man. I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Did you guys hear about the Sonic controversy? Yeah, it's controversy. Pretty, I can't believe it's a controversy. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb. Power of the people, baby. They're redoing because there's such complaints about Sonic's design for the movie that they're redoing it to oh. make it look more like. Yeah. His is that con- controversy? Well, I'm it, saying like it, it's the internet, so of course it's controversy. I mean, the Sonic looked bad. I think they, I think, I don't know. But the trailer for that looked like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I but think, the thing is, like, all right, we're go, all right, what if they go back to the drawing board? They fix Sonic. Is it going to make the movie any better? It's probably for, not. P- for people who, but you understand that people that watch these movies don't really know a good movie from a bad movie. It sounds fucked up, but like, they just want to see their that, character. That, that being, would be a legitimate reason for uh, people you know to what? dislike it. You know what? I'm going to fucking looks say stupid. it. And that's it. Sonic sucks. He sucks. He's the worst. Fucking Mario's better. I don't understand where this fucking glorification is. He hasn't had a good I game mean, in like 20 years. I mean, Sonic. Sonic Mania is okay. See, it's okay. When's the last time Mario put out a bad game? Well, I couldn't about tell it. you the last time I played a Mario game. Damn. Remember the Dreamcast Sonic game? Sonic Adventures? Yeah, Sonic Adventure. Good listen, shit, right? listen, I'm just saying, I don't know where this love's coming from Sonic. I don't get it. I don't understand. I feel like it's just like a weird. It's a weird thing to like him. I mean, it's iconic. The fucking the Is rings it? and the. I mean, yeah, it's one of the most goddamn famous video games ever. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't think like, it's that weird. People like Trump. Trump's <laughs> way less, less cool than Sonic. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem that weird to me. Goddamn podcasts and our political agendas. This is wild. I, I just, I guess, I'm gonna be on here saying that I don't like Sonic. Look, man, yeah, games. Sonic doesn't have the repertoire that Mario has, but he's still iconic AF. I don't know. Sonic was a big part of people's childhood. I guess. I guess if you like mediocre games. But I think the, <laughs> I think that shit happens Doc all the Robot. time, anyways. Where like uh, people, uh, like redo effects and stuff based on the reactions of trailers. So I don't think that's like an. But I didn't thing think. Do. But I thought they did that like with sample crowds. Yeah. Uh, they don't yeah. normally release it. And yeah. Then pull it back. Didn't uh, didn't Disney do that with Aladdin? There was apparently. Mm. And I, I figured know. they probably would do that, like go back and 
revisit the CGI? I, th- I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe that makes sense because that's why the CGI looks really bad for Genie. But I know there was like there was actually like people talking about like the produ- one of the producers talking about how important uh, getting uh, Sonic's design right, like how how important it was, and he's like going into details, just like we want to make sure that this is loyal to the fans and stuff. And then they release this shit and they're like, fuck you. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, I guess we have to pull back. Yeah, his, his, his body was weird though. He looked like a crash bandicoot, a blue crash. <laughs> All right. Bandicoot. I'm going, I'm going on, I'm going on Reddit, Sonic. And it, it, looked, it looked like a 10 year old in the costume. It's like the weird <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm looking at, but that's the problem when you make these things into live actions. Like someone yeah, should make it. It's dope. gonna look silly no matter what. I mean, it looks silly. The whole thing is silly. Wait, I don't even. Is that him? Yeah, but he looks like a child. Dude, that's creepy. That can't be his real mouth. Yeah. Click on the 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 side by side one. So that's the that's what people are projecting. But dude, I mean, it looks yeah. like a ten-year-old in costume. Uh, either way, he still looks really silly. He still looks silly, right? Yeah, yeah. but like, it's what you know. At least he looks like what you know. I mean, this this would be a better read. Oh, wait, do they have a picture of his shoes in the movie? He was wearing like tennis shoes. It was the weirdest. He's thing. wearing pumas. Oh, he's wearing pumas. Scary. That is so scary. Look at his shoes. They look like people feet. Dude, it's <laughs> is it product placement? I don't. Know. Those are pumas. Jesus, dude, just remake everything. Why don't you? Fuck. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, we will, apparently. Jim Carrey's in this. What do you guys think about Dude, that? Dude, what are you doing, Jim Carrey? He got bored. He- I think he's done painting. You know, when when he's like, he was an artist and he's like, he's doing his last, he's just, his hands are going over the last piece of work and he looks at it and his and his wife comes in. Is he married? Or he's still dating Jenny McCarthy. I don't know. He, don't she know. walks in and she's like, is that it? He's like, I'm done. And then he's like, they he got the I phone call. I can work again. I can work again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right. He had to do that. Like, he's like, all right, I want to be. <laughs> he's like, I, I finally did it. <laughs> but he wants to be in like really like uh, important roles and stuff. And like, no, no Jim, one wants me. Jim, people don't want you anymore. We got a Sonic. You want to be in the Sonic movie? The like, people are calling for Sonic. How, yeah, you're how much not funny anymore. Your stick has died. So uh. <laughs> Fucking A. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch uh, Pet Detective 3, if I'm honest. Oh, speaking of that, we had a conversation about Pet Detective, um, and we were talking about how fucking transphobic it is. Really? How so? Remember, he, has, he like, finds out he kisses a man, he has to, like, fucking shower. And, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, like, the worst possible thing in the world that he kisses. A trans person. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I guess it's uh, one of those comedies that just don't age well. Yeah, it doesn't age well in the sense. Yeah, it's like I was saying with Eddie Murphy. I watched it pretty recently. It, it was still very. Funny. Yeah, it's, yeah, it still holds up. But all right, well, I found some more. One last image of Sonic. Uh, this one's very this a, this provocative. Podcast with audio only. It, this is a shot of uh, Sonic's uh, stretching, but you can see his uh, his backside <laughs> and his pumas. <laughs> Dude. This is in the movie. <laughs> Dude, it just—it's—he shouldn't look like a human. It's just—he's—he's he's already a fucking hedgehog. And I think hedgehogs it, are not. He's already like an anthropomorphic. Qu- yeah. uh, hedgehog. Question: how, how much do you guys know about the furry community? Furry community. Uh, I well, feel like I this was trying lot, to appeal to the furry community. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to get realistic. that demographic. Yeah, you're right. There Maybe that's what it is. Thing. And maybe people who are listening, who are part of the furry community, are really 
pissed that I was talking shit Probably about Sonic. jacking off to that. They're sitting there like, fuck you. Like, we love Sonic. You like him having the body of a 10-year-old. <laughs> That's fucked up. Creeps. <laughs> we just exiled the furry community from our podcast. Hey, man. No, we accept you. You guys want to go to a furry convention? Undercover, see what happens. I mean, I think everybody's undercover, right? <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> they're all undercover costumes. mentally in the sense that like we're not really supposed to be there. Do they speak? Like I'm not like this is like a general because like do, is there like a like like do they talk under the hoods? There's no consent without speaking. Oh, I don't know. Maybe they just do like a weird. Ooh, song. that's a good point. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they, have, they speak, but maybe they have rules or just like that's a certain animal call. Well, I don't know how deep this goes. I'm just curious. I'm having questions. All right, let's stop talking about furries. Um, At least happens once an episode. All right, cool. Let's move on to our topic. We're gonna be talking about comedies that hold up or or stand the. Was it was that the topic? <laughs> play it back Time, hey, John. hey Johnny play it back real quick Timeless comedies I guess what makes a, a comedy timeless And what makes one not timeless Now we could it. we could bring up a good point um, with The movie we just watched Longshot has a lot of references To the current political climate Now 20 years from now That political climate might not exist So people watching it could be like you could be like, hey, check out this classic comedy, which I don't think it's gonna be a classic comedy. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Like, are there any comedies that come out now that are gonna be like planes, trains, automobiles later? I mean, that Robert Downey Jr. movie was just basically planes, trains, and automobiles. Which one? It was uh, the depart, departure, departing, something it's, about. It's not a cult like classic. It's not a cult classic, but they try to make it one. Well, I'm saying, do we even have that anymore? Is that a thing? Oh, uh, I think okay, super, super super bad super was bad. the last I think, one. There are, there definitely are. Like I think game night has, for me at least, like I think that balance. I feel like I talk about game night w- way too much, but I think it I'm because okay it works. With it <laughs> it <laughs> works yeah. because like it it doesn't date itself with like specific humor. I think it it's grounds itself. People. It's about people exactly. Yeah. Is that your movie? I, w- I would say I would say yeah, yeah. that's my fucking movie because yeah. I think it just does such a great job. Yeah, you're and, uh, right. I mean, that's unless, the last um, one we got. What if it's like. A hundred and million years from now, you can't pick that it. movie. What you can't pick t- Game Night? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, it's like, like a year ago. It's a year ago, but I feel like it's. I think he's mentioning. Well, he's it's projecting a, that it'll hold. Yeah, up. because he you mentioned. No. Are you betting on that? You know, I would have bet on it that I'm gonna still like ten years from now if I watch the movie again, I still will find it funny just as much because I watched the movie at least People three are times. Like, already. Uh, who's Frito Lay? The feature that company doesn't exist. Oh my god, our overlords Frito Lay. <laughs> what if Frito Lay uh, takes over the world? Does he mean Disney chips? <laughs> Disney <laughs> chips. <laughs> Daddy, what's that? Oh shit! You get in your Disney car. Disney fucking everything. Oh man. Disney privatized roads. You drive on a Disney road. Dude, I'm just saying. Should make a film this is my this. argument. This is my argument. Is that he said what was the last kind of like film that really has that that has that appeal or could stand the test? Well, of time? right, but I don't imagine that it will be a comedy that people talk about in 20 years. I I think it's worthy. I love that movie, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's not like because all right, let's talk about Napoleon. What, let's talk yeah, about Napoleon you, Dynamite. Back to right? our topic last week. I feel like it's fucking, but. I get what you're saying, Steve, but I think that was like before the Marvel yeah. really kicked in. Yeah, I'm just oh, that's what I'm saying. Like Napoleon Dynamite, right? Like that movie. Like people were like, "Oh, it's a classic." You watch it now, that shit ain't funny. No, I wasn't. That funny shit was when barely I funny it. when I first watched I it. I actually didn't laugh. That I don't. Much. Yeah, I don't agree. 
with the you don't you like the bowling? Alley? You yeah, think it's still I, funny? I, I, still to think, I still think it's funny. I don't. I don't. I don't think it. I hits saw it as in theaters. It didn't. I think I was expecting too much. Well, yeah, if you didn't like it, then I wouldn't imagine. The trailer like really sold it too high. For there was me. funny moments. There was funny moments, but I didn't think overall where I was like, "This is a classic. This is gonna stand the test of time." Well, so hmm. Shaun of the Dead, test of time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I, I'm saying from 2012 on or whatever. Damn, I have to actually specifically look up the dates. Uh-huh. No, I'm saying like before Marvel movies were literally everything. I feel like we don't get um, cult classic comedies anymore, but who knows? I could be wrong. Um, I think we don't. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think that we also don't. I don't think people make as many comedies as they used to. It's I think things hard. have changed, like the 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 landscape of Hollywood has changed. Like the same reason why we don't get many classic romantic comedies. Like they don't make as many romantic comedies. They don't yeah. make as many comedies. I don't think. Do you think it's because of the political climate or like social like changes no, that are happening? I think uh, trends just change, like fashion. I think. I think it's yeah, like fashion. but sometimes I feel like there's a root to the change. Well, yeah, there's there's something. And I feel like it could be linked to uh, blockbusters. I mean, you're not wrong. I think I think the the emergence of like huge blockbuster films, like it, it's just like I said, that's why you only I see romantic comedies and, com- and comedy side by side for a long time. All right, l- this way, right? I see it. But I'm seeing this new generation that's more into nostalgia and more mob mentality is going on where the sense that like people cling on to something that they know um and that other and social media makes it way easier for people to like follow a hype train like everybody is posting about this i gotta be in on it remember Whereas, bird box right what yeah the fuck was that movie now yeah bird box if nobody had made like the memes and shit it wouldn't have been popular because it's not a sandra bullock doesn't really fucking she's not a selling point you know like i don't know to some she is one like person, maybe someone watched it and made a funny review, and that went viral. I don't know. It's like shit like that that decides the fate of these things. Um, but anyways, back to comedies and timeless comedies. Uh, we were talking about the long shot and how it has a lot of political uh, innuendos about what's going on right now. I think it, in that sense, it doesn't really hold up twenty years from now. But I also like to think of movies as like time capsules. So if you're a big fan of movies, you can go back and watch them and be like, yeah, this was going on back then. So I don't necessarily mind when people have jokes that are current because I think it, it it's like a time capsule. I think it's important to encapsulate what's going on now no matter what. I don't like celebrity cameos like they're playing themselves like like Little Yachty was in this movie. I don't mind that, and I'm like, uh, I, I just I just always find it like it's obtrusive. Like it's just like it makes no sense. They're just there. To, just to appeal to something. I That's what it is. I like, didn't necessarily mind that. I, what I do mind is him not necessarily having a purpose. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just yeah. there for such a minor reason. Like, oh, you know, like, oh, people are like, oh, literally, Audi's in there. Like, he's in there for like five seconds. And I think Boys he has like. Man? Boys to Man was great because <laughs> there was a point to that that showed that they had common interests. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. had common interests. So, like, that it's makes sense to me. Okay. If they both like Little Yachty, then that would have made sense. But, I mean, it's such a small part of the movie that didn't really bother me. Um, but yeah, all right. So my movie that I would pick is one of my favorite comedies. Uh, I don't know if you guys even know this about me, but um, one of my favorite comedies in the last like couple decades, or maybe it was a decade ago, is uh, Knocked Up. I feel like that movie holds up in the sense that 
It doesn't rely on things that are current. And I think the struggle of knocking up a stranger is going to be kind of a thing forever, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, with, with, within reason, right? Like, that's a universal concept. I don't, I don't think people are going to stop having, like, one-night stands. Right. I think that's a universal concept, and the humor in the movie kind of relies on on that. Uh, the type of like stoner humor maybe not hold up, but I think there's stoner humor in '80s movies that are like you know Fast Times or Ridgemont High that people regard as classic comedy. So I still think shit like that is is timeless. Um, but it doesn't have a lot of like jokes about you know Instagram or any, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Instagram was a thing, but you get what I'm saying, right? I I like you know which movie. This might not be popular opinion, but I feel like one that still holds up and it doesn't date itself is like The Hangover, the first one before they just. Kinda, I can see that. I can because see that. like it's it's in inca- it's again it's like captured in a point in time, but doesn't like date itself at all. Yeah, and like I don't know, man. It's it, go back and rewatch it. It's there are movies a, that it's a fun journey, you know. So can you go back in time and remember a comedy? And say the reason that movie isn't popular now is because it did that thing where it tried to be current and doesn't hold up anymore. Uh, a lot of Seth Rogen's early, like, like if you think about this is the end. If you think about any of those things, I feel like no, they I don't think hold that's up. he he sells that just as like his Seth Rogen cinematic universe. I don't. I think I'm talking way before Seth Rogen. Way before because I got one. You were really which one? It's a movie I've seen a lot for some reason. I don't know why, but you guys I remember loved it. No, I didn't really love it. I just remember seeing the theaters and. You know, some memories stick with you for no reason. You don't know why. Mm-hmm. I probably saw a great movie around the same time and forgot. <laughs> That's just how memories work. I was young as fuck. Do uh, you remember the new guy? Yeah, I do remember the new you guy. You remember that shit? That, Zoe Deschanel and yeah, DJ Qualls. That shit spewed a uh, fucking like, early 2000s culture. And it does not hold up at all. Because I put it on as a joke recently and... It, it was appalling. It doesn't oh, hold up. Oh, God. This fucking Do you remember movie? that fucking oh, thing? Oh, man. This movie's so dumb. This is where he transforms himself, right? Yeah. He like, like, he's like a doofus and nerd. And he, he, he goes, yeah, yeah. He, he like pretends that he just got out of prison. Yeah. Eddie Griffin helps him out, right? Yeah. Eddie Griffin, the eye thing, so does not hold up. Uh, I, re- I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I rewatched uh, American Pie, and that shit does not... The humor doesn't hold up. I think it's fun to look back at the nostalgic things, like looking at them going on dial-up and shit. Or not dial-up, but just like just big-ass computers that they're using. But there's certain just like really just not problematic humor that just kind of seems gross now when you think about it. Being an adult, when you're a kid, you don't notice that shit. But the things that they were doing just was so... You're like, man, this is kind of fucked up. <laughs> and we were yeah. fed this. You know, like, you're sitting there like, man, we were kind of fed this as a joke. Yeah. I don't I don't mind too much the ignorant shit, if I'm honest. I mean, it, it, it is dumb, but I think... Uh, and, and offensive. But I think the... What's, what's even... What makes it worse for me is that it, it relied too heavily on the, on the current style of... Like that trend, trendy style of comedy, and um, yeah, it's just like being the as new raunchy guy. as possible, and being like irreverent. It 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 didn't work for it 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 worked in a, in that time in a very short window, but it it doesn't work in a, in the scope of time. It is just really silly, and it feels juvenile in, in, in retrospect. Um, 
I think that um, something I would pick. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Mel Brooks. I think um, Space what? Spaceballs is Spaceballs is like one of my favorite comedies of all time. And if, no matter how many times I've seen it, if I watch Spaceballs, it, I'm gonna laugh at some point in the movie. It's just fucking. I feel like I have a movie like this um, that holds up for me and it always will for nostalgia, but I can't sit here and confidently say it holds up, and that's Kung Pao. I haven't seen Kung Pao in a long time. But that's the the dumbest shit ever, but I think like the fake baby rolling down the hill in the beginning, I I think that's timeless. I I fucking love that shit. (laughs) Uh, But you know I've never seen Spaceballs. Maybe Uh, you will. Oh, God. It's scary. You're scaring me, bro. I'm curious how uh, Tropic Thunder will be viewed in the future. I, I still, I still, I still appreciate the comedy in uh, Tropic Thunder. It, it, I don't think it would fly if it were made now. Because blackface. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were actually just well, watching uh, Always Sunny, and. It's in the, the context of which is used. I think it's not a problem. I think, and it even makes it makes it a point in the film to question that. Is like when 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 uh, Robert Downey's Jr. What was the other actor's name? I completely forgot that that was upset. It's like the only like black character is played by a white man, and he calls him out for that. That was it Al Capone, dude. Yeah, Al Capone. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think if it's done tastefully, was and it if Al it's Capone done, it was Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Well, right. That's why yeah. context is important. You have to like. That's like the thing with that's, like when it, we were watching Always Sunny the other night. Yeah, and I was trying to like justify why they're doing blackface and it's just like look it's not really what you think like these characters are literally appalling fucking they're ignorant idiots. yeah they're ignorant and it's and, very ignorant and you're supposed to laugh at them not with them yeah so it's like them doing the blackface he's trying to be fucking danny glover i mean yeah there's, and they're all white people so what do you expect them to do it's, it would be funny if they got a black guy to play their fake movie you know like yeah I think that's why Tropic Thunder worked, and I think that's why people never, never, never really any you know, offense around it. Um, yeah, it's a. I would say it's another classic. Well, I mean, the irony, see, that's sati- the thing, though. The satire is like sort of built into it. There's no offense around it then, but I I feel like there would be if it yeah, came that's out what, now. That's what I'm saying. I, I think regardless of the intention, I think that it, it would be viewed as offensive if it were released now. There. There was actually more people upset that uh, Ben Stiller was playing a mentally handicapped man, or or making they simple felt that he Jack. was making yeah simple Jack. There was more there was more Oprah around that than than right. uh, Robert Downey Jr. in blackface, which was interesting. But but again, it's making commentary on what like the it was ridiculous. Before Obama of, was pre- was it? I don't know. That's the thing about that whole film. It's uh, it's just poking fun and basically pointing a look you know lifting a mirror to hollywood how ridiculous yeah, hollywood is i want to rewatch that movie and, and let you know if it holds up i re- i rewatched it maybe a year ago that shit's fucking funny still man i don't i don't care uh, okay. people might call me an ass but i just dude there's just certain parts of that movie just still I kill me i can't believe you guys gave me you guys like what did you give me someone maybe Sean gave it to me a strange wilderness a strange wilderness is so dumb dumbest <laughs> fucking movie i've ever seen now, that doesn't hold up that shit's great though it's like <laughs> Again, that thing is like time and place. Early two thousands is a weird era it's for everything. Weird fucking era. Music, man. fucking movies. I think fashion. we're all just. I think we're all just feeling nostalgic for it, though. God, just like the way the girls dress and like 
in that new guy movie and stuff. Or, they're all wearing like crop tops and fucking. They're very much. We had a lot of like parodies back then that were really big. Big. Like we had a. You guys remember not another teen movie? Yeah. Not another teen movie is better than yeah. most of the movies that it makes fun of, in my opinion. I like not another teen movie. I just jerked off in your fridge toast. <laughs> I don't know why, but the only scene that I remember was the token black guy where he sees another black guy. He's like, hey, man, I don't yeah. know if you know, but I'm the token black guy he's, at this party. It's because yeah. that guy's reaction is so <laughs> funny. He's like, oh, shit, man, oh, my shit. bad. <laughs> That is a, that is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> see, like, shit like that, Captain it's just America smart. Yeah, it. it's just like, fuck, you know, it's a fuck you to, like, all these, like, scary these tropes movie. and movies. So, man. like, that and scary movies, that stuff hold up to you guys? Scary movie one, I think, scary holds up. Is, uh, yeah. Pretty funny. Uh, I think scary movie two is still very funny, too. <laughs> yeah, I think Not they movies, But once, once they realized they could just start, like, pumping these out and just make fun of anything, that's when they fell apart. They just couldn't. They put quality into it back then. Yeah, they, they get because yeah, I think it's because you had people who were good writers and give gave a fuck a little bit about what they're making, and uh, and you had actual actors. And I'm not saying you don't have actors now, but like you have like Chris Evans was in that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like fuck, dude, you had like actual like you know there was talent and money being put put behind it, and I'm pretty sure he was relatively big or was getting big at the time. Just remember this character in it, the fucking. Like he's like obsessed with, with her, her but yeah. all these bad could, things that happen <laughs> always to him. Yeah, he's like yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. with the <laughs> I love you <laughs> oh that's a good movie you gotta rewatch that like, uh, literally all she did was take her glasses off and then everybody was like oh god she's beautiful <laughs> she's beautiful she's all that moment <laughs> yeah uh, fun. I was uh, you know what I want to rewatch I want to rewatch uh, the, these, these two James Gunn movies that he wrote back in the day Scooby Doo 1 and Scooby Doo 2 Cause I feel like those I feel like those are hidden don't. gems. I feel like I feel like there's I missed something during that time. How about all that? Yeah, I went to theater to see the first one. Me and, too. Um, yeah, really? I, I didn't like it. Bro. That was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was real good. Better than the movie. Damn. Just kidding. Another right. teen movie. Five point seven on uh, IMDb. Come on, guys. Maybe we're just old. We, were, we can't relate. They didn't know how brilliantly is deconstructing teen movies. All right. It's more it's deeper than that. So that's all for our discussion on uh, timeless comedies. Uh, shoot us a message if you uh, have an idea of another timeless comedy. I mean, obviously, there's tons of them, but make your case. Uh, without further ado, I think it's time to play uh, Get Wrecked. Um, we're going to play the game where we roll 12-sided die. Whoever rolls the highest number gives a movie assignment to the person who rolls the lowest number. Is that your roll? No, that's not my roll. Yeah, now, it, now it doesn't count. What was it? Was it three? Oh, that's the roll. All right, so Harvey's going to roll now. I lost um, last week. Harvey had a losing streak before that, though. You go on the backboard right now? Ten. Oh, it worked. Give me that backboard. Let me, let me have it. Let me have a backboard. You know what? Let me use this monster can. One. <laughs> Here we go. Literally everything I do is a fail. Ten. Damn! Wow, that actually—that's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Steve, go. I for think it. if it falls off the table, it should be an automatic one. I got a one. Jesus Christ! So, so wait, do we roll off to see who yeah. wins? All right. Harvey better win. Why? Stars born? I'm not watching it. You know I'm not. <gasps> eleven. Oh, I got an eleven. Oof. Oh, Steve, it's not looking good for you, man. Fuck. Better get a 12, bro. <laughs> not even playing. 
four. Ooh, Steve, this is not good, man. I actually feel kind of bad. You know I'm not watching. I refuse. <laughs> I get one out. <laughs> I get one. Everyone does. Damn it, Steve. Why can't you just fucking watch it? So I don't have to be put in this predicament. Why? All right. I'm going to try not to give you a Star is Born. Here's the deal. I've been I've been oppressed for so long on this show. Yeah, you just you keep telling us. You know, I, I try to put out a movie that we haven't talked about on the podcast, but maybe I had mentioned that I really, really liked it. So everyone's just like, you can't give them that. You really, really, really liked that and talked about it twice. But, but in the sense I mentioned it twice, I've never even actually reviewed it on the show. Just, just say. And it. The, it, when you factor in the fact that uh, I'm never going to review something on this show that I have already watched, I don't really review rewatches. It means it would never be talked about on this show ever. So why not? Forever, ever. Because I watched it before I even did this podcast. So oh. I'm going to give you Victoria. This is uh let me let me just tell you a little, little thing about this movie, Steve. You familiar with Birdman? Uh no, I've never seen it. Wait, have you never seen Birdman? Never, man. Oh shit, I should give you that. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I've seen it. <laughs> All right. Make question sure. things. All right, so Birdman, you know, it's made to look like one take, right? Mm-hmm. This movie? Two hours and like ten minutes. It's one take? Actually one take. That's pretty impressive. Actually one take, Steve. Harvey, should I be pumped up for this? I don't think he's even seen. He, I mean, he's I've seen Victoria. I don't know. You, I thought you told me you seen seems, like half of it. He seems pretty shit. casual, about it, no. so I don't know if I should be hyped. No, you. I said I was unsure if I had seen the whole thing, and then uh, I watched it again, and I had definitely seen the whole thing. I just right. forgotten. All right. Well, I hope I hope you did. Well, Steve's gonna c- complete the the triangle here and watch it. Uh, Steve, check out Victoria. Uh, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, I don't have Netflix. That's a lie. Oh. Well, if you can't find it, I'll find it for you. Yeah, find it for you, please. All right, cool. <laughs> that about does it for us. Steve's going to watch one of my favorite movies, Victoria. Uh, it takes place in Germany. <laughs> but they're speaking English because she's from Spain. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, she's like a... It's a common language. Oh, that's so funny. I was just thrown off for a bit. I well, thought you were going to say something else. I was just like, just like English. I was expecting to read subtitles this whole time. No, they. I mean, English is often a universal communication language because, you know, colonialism. Uh, that's funny. But that, that about does it for us. Stay tuned next week for your childhoods to get ripped to shreds with uh, Detective Pikachu. I'm pre-scoring Detective Peach, Pikachu. Or maybe reinforced. Or maybe, yeah, maybe reinforced. Doubt it, though. Doubt it. Um, yeah. So, thanks for listening. Once again, we are on iTunes and Spotify. We definitely would love to get get some uh, reviews on iTunes. So, if you like this episode, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, go on our YouTube. Uh, we are now doing more video content. So, go uh, check out our now streaming uh, video. We're going to do one in a, like two or three weeks from now. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll do one of those every month. So, you can just kind of have a... A nice handful of films to check out streaming every month recommended by us. Uh, yeah. Other than that, check us out on our website, dotherightfilm.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, connect with the show. 
let us know any uh, suggestions that you have if you want us to watch something you know if you ever like want to hear our take on a film uh, let us know because you know a lot of times we do have a little extra time and we could one of us could probably squeeze it in so yeah that's that's it you guys got any last words um <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny I couldn't think of anything um eat your vegetables eat your vegetables is that our that's new catchphrase yeah, I think so do we just come up with a catchphrase or no. do we I think that's it uh I love you or do we still need, chill that's need my catchphrase catch yeah, I got it yeah all right. baby alright there's a problem here we haven't figured this out we still need a catchphrase